This is Miller's Edge on Tide Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. Thursday edition of the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9. See Noah dancing back there. We got another little DJ. We got two uh, DJs here. <laughs> we got DJ Two Checks, the official Alabama men's basketball DJ. But we also have got DJ Noah, who's behind the glass running the show. So appreciate him getting all his tunes. Uh, a lot to talk about on the show. Definitely going to keep breaking down the Alabama-Georgia matchup. This Saturday, the SEC championship game. Alabama taking on the Georgia Bulldogs. A lot of people looking forward to this matchup. We talked about it yesterday with Josh Pate. Appreciate him coming on the show. Uh, always good stuff from him. He does a really nice job breaking things down. Arguably the face of college football uh, right now. So always uh, glad to have Josh Pate on the show. You can always go check that out over on our YouTube channel at The Miller's Edge uh, on YouTube. It's going to be uploaded today. So make sure you go follow and subscribe to us there uh, where you can go catch our uh, past interviews. We go live. Uh, for our post-game show, Miller's Edge Extra. We do all that good stuff uh, over on our YouTube channel, so go check it out there. But like I said, we are joined by DJ Two Checks, the official Alabama men's basketball what up, what DJ. Up? He's hanging out in here. My dad's still still uh, getting some things worked out, so continue to pray for him. Uh, I think he's feeling a little bit better, but I think he actually might be calling in. And uh, Yeah, I think he made his way. He somehow found our phone number. He yeah, like, oh. uh, some, somebody must have gave him the phone number to the show, and he, he's, his uh, ears must have been burning or something because, you know, I was thinking about trying to get him on here if he, if he was up for it. So we'll have him hanging out too. But, um, again, man, a lot to talk about. We're, we're getting closer and closer to the SEC championship game, so we're definitely going to dive into that. I know we've been talking a lot about playoffs and, and rankings and a little bit about the, the matchup, but we'll give a little bit more uh, you know, details on that today. I got some, some good info, some keys we can talk about. Plus, uh, I will be uh, covering the SEC pregame show, uh, which will be tonight. Basically, it's like the Hey Coach show. I guess it is an extension of that. It would be tonight at Baumhauer's. Thank you, Noah. Thank you, Noah. So I'll be uh, on there uh, preceding Coach Saban, he goes on. Uh, see, I never have my stuff pulled up. But I'll go on the show around like 6.30. So you can tune into that. I'll definitely be breaking down kind of Alabama season up to this point and, uh, you know, previewing this this Georgia matchup. But we'll do that again today right here on the Miller's Edge, presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. Um, real quick, though, before we do that, we, we do have the, the DJ for Alabama's men's basketball team, you know, my brother, two checks, 
Um, just real quick, a little update. Just kind of how it's been going so far. Um, have you have you been enjoying it? Is it everything you uh, thought it would be? Um, how so far? How has it been for you? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, the one thing I would say is I. I oh yeah, I'm gonna get <laughs> I'm gonna get right into well, well, it. Well, before you do that, just just so we're clear, uh, there was an article and I just had this pulled up mm-hmm. uh, where an ESPN analyst had had ripped. Coleman Coliseum's crowd mm. and the basketball fans for Alabama mm-hmm. um, from after the recent Clemson game, which unfortunately yep. we, we we lost to Clemson. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, we're booing Clemson there. We're not booing the fans. Whoa, no. No, oh, yeah, we're, no we're, yeah, definitely booing Clemson. No, we're, we're booing the fans. No, no. Whoa, whoa. And the writer of the article. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, booing, <laughs> we're booing. We're booing, we're booing Clemson. Yeah. We're booing Clemson, but unfortunately, uh, Alabama fell uh, to Clemson 85-77, but um, unfortunately, you know, me and my dad were, you know, taking care of business with his stuff. But you were there. Obviously, you were DJing the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Was it what the the ESPN analysts were describing? Was it was it kind of flat? Honestly, <clears throat> excuse me. Good Lord. Called the puberty today. Um, <laughs> honestly, it, it probably was worse than the article he wrote. Honestly, he probably took it easy on us. No, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to hold back with it. I'm. It, I'm not. Just be careful, brother. No, I know. I'm you don't not lying there. Yeah, no, I know. I'm not. I'm not pointing fingers or. or, or but I just. I'm saying as a collective, I feel like the, the energy is just lacking, man. Like I, I go back and forth between Charlotte, Columbia, the Carolinas. I've been to Duke. I've been to North Carolina, uh, Wake Forest, NC State. I go to all these other schools, and the energy in the arena is up all the time. The crowd is jumping around. They're. They're trying to disrupt them on defense. And, like, as a basketball player, and I played basketball in college and high school and before AAU, all all that, you name it, it makes a difference. And, like, you need that. So it, it, it was tough, man. I'm not going to lie. So I'm not ripping the fans or anything like that, but I'm just kind of disappointed because the, the cameras would cut to the fans. There would be, like, you know, dance cams. You know, there would be a hype moment. We'd have hype music going, and, and people were just sitting there. I mean, like, literally just sitting there. But what if it was just one or two of the people that when they showed them on the camera? I mean, you can't you can't group everybody. I mean, was it, you know what I mean? Like No, it was a good – I'm not going to lie to you. It was – I mean, I – there might have been one break where, you know, the crowd was really into it, and that was when we had come back and we were losing by a little bit. But I, I guess what I would say is you can't wait until you come back. You can't wait till you're losing to, you know, have energy. Like, if, if you start out the gate with that kind of energy and you bring it, it motivates and, and you know, propels the team to do better. Right. So. No, I mean, that's fair. I mean, just like I used to challenge, you know, our fans at Bryant-Denny Stadium. I love playing in Bryant-Denny Stadium. We obviously – have one of the best uh, stadiums, atmospheres, the best fan base. Uh, but I'll be honest, as a player, there was times where I felt that I would go on the road and I'd play at LSU. I'd play at, I hate to even say it's Tennessee. Yep. I'd play at some of these other schools. And I'm like, dang, man, like, yep. I just don't know if our our stadium gets that loud, gets that rowdy. However, you know, I always say those things, you know, like probably a year ago when I was, because I do public speaking now, I'd, I'd always play around and challenge you know, the people that I was talking to, uh, to be loud, you know, don't be, don't be scared to, you know, have some passion, have some energy. Cause right. I get it. You know, at Alabama, we're so used to blowing people out. We're so used to just winning that sometimes, you know, you're up 30 points. It, it's easy just to kind of start chilling, but we need that. We need that to our advantage. And I say all that to say this season, I, I feel like we've had a resurgence in Brian Denny stadium. We've seen Absolutely. the atmosphere, uh, completely shift and it's back up to, the, to that high-level atmosphere that, that we know we could have in Bryant-Denny Stadium. Absolutely. And I'm talking about football right here. But with that being said, 
uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with issuing a challenge to the fans and just saying, hey, right, we yeah. need more energy. We need more passion at these games because I think even Coach Oates spoke about it. Right. Uh, so it's not like you're just, just picking on anybody. No, absolutely but, not. Just, um, just like you said, just challenging them. But you're challenging them and encouraging them. If they're going to come and show up, you know, be there, be loud, because it does make a, a big difference, especially like you said in basketball. I feel like, you know, in football, it's such a big stadium. There's so many people. We hear collectively all those fans in basketball though i mean like they don't have helmets on you know what i mean like i feel like those guys really here especially like the student section i feel like they they really have an opportunity to disrupt the opposing team and to, to be a factor a absolutely right? well on in basketball on offense you're looking over to your coach for plays for audibles for that kind of thing so being loud not i mean not only just gets the players hype it, it literally does disrupt everything just like in football but even more so you're, you're in a building you're inside yep so, yeah, not picking on them, but definitely, you know, and I, like I said, my job is to do everything in my power to help get them going, you know, and we've got the hype guy, we've got good music, we have the dance team out there. And there was just so many times where like, like you said, they would, we, I mean, like we would cut to the crowd and, and I had them going here and there a couple of times, you know, we had some things, but like, um, yeah, definitely, definitely need to bring the energy, especially next week because we play Purdue. And last time I checked, Purdue was number two. So definitely going to need the fans, definitely going to need, you know, all the energy in the building. I'm going to go actually check and see what Purdue is right now. Yeah, well, why you do that? I, I always say I've, I've been to all the basketball games except, or the, at least all the home basketball games except this last one, like I said. Unfortunately, they come up with my dad, but I'm glad he's in good hands now. But, uh, you know, it had been fun, man. This is a fun team to watch. I, I love the additions that we have on this team. You know, Grant Nelson, Estrada, those guys pairing them up with Mark Sears and some of these young players we have. I mean, we have a solid team. You know, yeah, we've got some areas to improve, but, uh, you know, it's been fun to watch so far. And I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I want us to have that type of electric atmosphere. I thought we started to get that a little bit last year, um, you know, because we've been playing some good basketball. Again, we've yeah. several SEC championships, you know, and Nate yeah. Oates is, is a phenomenal head coach. Uh, definitely one of the, the best basketball coaches in the game. He's done such, he's done such a fine job. You know, instilling that blue collar mentality into the basketball program, you know, putting guys into the NBA. Um, definitely just, and I know we're jumping. The, I, feel, I feel like I don't want to be jumping the gun, but I just don't want to feel like we're taking a step back because we've been doing such a good job of, you know, you know, building our basketball program up. And I'm not saying on a performance level, I'm just saying in terms of like the atmosphere and just the energy. I feel like we really, you know, guys like Brandon Miller, those guys are so fun to watch. We've got some guys, Grant Nelson, again, that they're, they're fun to watch. It's, it's a fun atmosphere. We just got to continue to bring it yeah, as a fan. Not, not jumping the gun at all. I mean, if, if you have a fall off or a slip right now, after you've built that momentum, it hurts recruiting. It hurts all kinds of stuff. So you're, you're right. You want to keep the, you know, the snowball rolling. You want to keep building. Well, last thing I'll ask you real quick before we get, get into football, I just wanted to kind of dive into this a little bit because I thought it was interesting. There was a lot of talk about the atmosphere of that game. I didn't talk about it yesterday. Mm -hmm. Now that I have you, I want to talk about it. But uh, the other thing I was going to ask is, do you, you know, there was supposed to be, you know, the new Coliseum or the new facilities or whatever it was, uh, right, built for basketball. That ended up being delayed. A lot of, you know, financial issues because the price went up. I, we get all that. I understand the business side of it. But do you think that would make a difference? Like if we had that, that new gym built for the basketball team, that new arena, do you think that could have played a, a role where, you know, we might have a little bit better of a turnout in terms of our, our atmosphere right now? Uh, great question. No, I, I definitely do think it would make a difference. Um, you know, I I don't think, you know, like we said, there's there's a lot of other factors, but I, I definitely think that would have given the team, the fans, everybody a huge morale boost, would have had everybody, you know, maybe a lot more excited. I mean, Coleman's nice, but... 
I, I think we can all agree that, you know, the team has been working hard the last couple of years. We've been recruiting great every year. We've been very competitive with a number of top-ranked teams. I mean, we beat North Carolina last year. Um, I think with our trajectory and stuff, they definitely do deserve that. And I think it'll definitely give the university, the team, and everyone around here a huge morale boost. So I, I am looking forward to that eventually getting done. And, you know, hopefully I'll, you know, still be around, God willing, you know, working with the team to do that. I can't wait for that. But I, I just Maybe looked. they'll build your own, like, official yeah, you know, yeah. DJ booth, right? Like, actually, like, built in. Yeah, where yeah. Where you can really spin yeah. down there. But um. Absolutely. <laughs> I, well, I just looked. And Purdue is actually number one. So no. they moved up. So no. next week, everybody listening, Purdue will be in town yep. at the end of the week next week, and we need everybody there loud from the beginning to the end of the game on defense, jumping around, chanting, disrupting, <laughs> hyping them up. We, we, you need that. That would be a huge, huge win for us, the program, everybody. Oh, so, well, that, I mean, that'd probably be one of the best in program history. Dude. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's probably happened. I, look, I, look, don't get on me. I know people that have been watching for years probably like, oh, we beat, look. In my recent memory, I'm just saying, I mean, beating number one team uh, would be huge. But <clears throat> I'm glad we could uh, dive in a little bit of the basketball talk because, again, we are joined by my brother, official uh, Alabama men's basketball DJ, and he'll be working with gymnastics some, and some other sports. But, <clears throat> excuse me, with that being said, we do have my dad online, and let's let's talk some football. I know that's definitely what everybody wants to talk about. And, again, yesterday we, we had a lot of fun uh, getting everybody in on the conversation, having everybody call in. So, again, the number is 205-342-9904. We definitely want to talk football again with you guys, whether it's the matchup. Again, I'm going to talk about that here shortly and going to probably talk a little bit about some of these rankings just because that's the talk of the town, man. Everybody's talking about it. Noah, you got something for me? Uh, for the Purdue game, this may be a slight correction. I think that's going to be an away game in Toronto. I don't know if we said that. Wait, is it? I th- that uh, caller just called into that. Let me confirm that. Oh, well. Let me see. Hold on. Uh, hold on. <laughs> it might, it might be. We might have been advertising a game that's not even happening. Uh, well, it so, says Purdue at Alabama on yeah, the December 9th. Saturday, Saturday, December 9th. Okay, so it may be here then. But it says, oh, wait. Wait, Coca Cola Coliseum. Maybe it's, oh, yeah. Oh, it is Toronto. Okay. Never mind. Well, well the well. best fans will fly out to Toronto. And <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> well, so all that to say, well, we don't have a chance at uh, taking down number one team in Coleman, but we can take them down in Toronto and in, in uh, Drake's country. So absolutely, maybe yeah. that'll that'll be the case. But still, though, sorry about that, guys. Well, we, <laughs> we play Arkansas State Monday, so let's let's bring that same energy yes. Monday. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. Same same thing, right? Arkansas State Purdue, same thing, right? All right. That being said, I think my dad is online, though. I think he make it, he's making a surprise appearance. Do we have do we have him uh, on here? No, I'll let, I'll, I think Noah's taking a call real quick. Is, is he on here still? Uh, he should be. I'm um, here. Oh, he is here. We've got we got Corey Miller, pastor of pain, uh, joining us from, his, unfortunately, his, his hospital bed right now. But he sounds pretty good. He obviously is <laughs> feeling good enough to, to join the show. How are you feeling? And uh, glad you could uh, make an appearance. Yeah, I'm feeling better. Um, still in the same place you left me in the hospital bed. Um, but uh, <laughs> that's a shame. That's a daggone shame. Uh, but they're taking great care of me, the doctors and the nurses, and, and uh, making sure I'm okay. So they, they uh, had me up a little bit today, walk in a little bit, and, and uh, about finished with all these tests. And, and hopefully by tomorrow I'll be out of here. So. We'll see. God is still good, and uh, unfortunate they get a chance to go to the game, basketball game. I was looking forward to that, and um, they get to go. But but I'm here. Um, that's all the thing that matters. I'm here, so that's right. I'm sitting there checking, checking y'all out. 
That's right. Yeah, but, uh, and then we, we kind of got into basketball for this first segment, which is good. I, we hadn't really talked about it yet, and I, I know we got the big game coming up this week, and I promise. The rest of the show, we're going to go straight football, SEC championship, you guys name it. But <clears throat> glad that you can join us, and sorry, obviously, I need to get some water during this break. Uh, but I think we actually got a call real quick regarding basketball. We only got about a minute or two left in this last segment, so we might as well just end it uh, on this note. So we'll go ahead and just take a call from Roland. Uh, I think he wants to talk about basketball. So, Roland, uh, welcome into the Miller's Edge. Uh, thank you. I listen to you. I listen to you every day, just about. Uh, but I've had basketball tickets since 1986, season tickets. And um, the games that we have pre-SEC have not been really good opponents up until we hit Clemson, and they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the rest of the way, though, we got Monday. We've got Arkansas State here with our former Hawks and our former uh, assistant coach bringing that team in. Yep, we, yep. you know, we'd like to have a good full house for that one. But then we hit the road. We've got Purdue, we've got Creighton away, and we've got Arizona, who's ranked number two in the country away. Yep. So we've got some tough games coming up. Uh, now, the, the, the one of the reasons I think that we didn't have a lot of fans there the other night was the start time. I know where my seats are. There's like a man and his three kids sitting next to me. He was there. The three kids had school the next morning, you know? And if you look, they were talking about our um, uh, so many vacant seats. If you look at Auburn's uh, picture of theirs last night when they were playing uh, Virginia Tech, they had vacant seats all over the place, and they've only got 9,000 in their uh, arena. So, you know, it's not just us. Yeah, no, that's a great perspective. I'm glad you uh, could offer that because that makes a lot of sense. Those late times, man, I mean, I'm not – I wouldn't consider myself old, but – even even myself, man. I I don't like eight thirty. That's that's so late for a start time. Like, well, I am I am old. <laughs> I, I think it was a later I, start time because it was an ACC. It SEC started challenge. at eight thirty. Yeah, I, I think it was it because it was more of a game. Uh, I am older. I'm eighty, but I was there, and a lot of other people my age were there also. But it's the people I think that have well two things: the people that have kids that will be in school, and if you lived in Huntsville or even Birmingham, the guy next to me lives in Birmingham. He came to the game, but he probably wasn't going to get home. He said till eleven thirty, twelve o'clock at night when the game was over. As we left, you know. So if you got somebody that lives in Huntsville or somebody at Decatur that wants to come to this game, it's going to be tough to get home and then get up and go to work the next day no that that's that's a very fair point and i I think what they're talking about some of the noise i think you you expect a lot of the noise to come from the student section those those young guys especially the uh, young guys and and girls but also the uh forgot what we call our group but like the fanatical is it crimson chaos or that group crimson chaos yeah yeah yeah, and because i even saw some some people uh like from the school even saying that they you know kind of were underwhelming so yeah, Roland, I, uh, kudos to you for, for making the game and, and all your friends that make the game, especially, you know, like you said, with it being a late game, that's, that's true dedication, and, and we appreciate all, all y'all's support. Um, but definitely, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna be uh, stern with those young, those young folks uh, in terms of getting loud and, and, and being rowdy because that's their job. Y'all's job is to fill those seats and offer as much as you can, but it's their job to be loud and act crazy and to, and to, well, to give us that part. You've, you've, got, you've got a leader for it. I mean, there's the somebody assigned to do that. 
The yeah. group around us is pretty loud. We're just not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's, that's, that's a good balance right there. Well, Roland, we appreciate you calling in and offering that insight. That's good stuff. And hope you call in some more. We'll definitely be talking a little bit about basketball we'll as uh, the season goes on. We'll do that. Thanks. Yes, sir. Thank you, Roland. Good stuff, man. That's just fun. Shifting gears a little bit, of, uh, talking a little bit of basketball. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. But all right, we're going to take a quick timeout, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to take your calls the rest of the way, talk a little bit SEC Championship Alabama, taking on Georgia this Saturday in Atlanta. We're going to take a quick timeout, and we'll be right back again. We are presented by the Good Feet Story, listening to the Miller's Edge on Tide 100.99, oh, excuse me, 1230 WTBC. We'll be right back after a quick timeout. Hey, it's Christian Miller, and we're celebrating Roll Tide all home base in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. I'm embarrassed. Alabama, Georgia. 10-5, touchdown, Alabama. It's the SEC Championship live from Atlanta, Georgia. Let's get out of here again. Alabama wins it. Cheer on the Tide this Saturday as the Crimson Tide look to get revenge on the Bulldogs. Our coverage starts at noon from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. On your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. Increasingly cloudy this afternoon. The high today, 61. Cloudy tonight. Rain moving in. The low, 47. Tomorrow and Saturday, cloudy with occasional rain both days. Maybe a few thunderstorms as well. Highs between 65 and 68. I'm James Spann the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 52 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Claro que el dinero no pueda comprar Pejas con vista al mar Es lo único que tengo para poder pasar Otra noche en Miami Otra noche en Miami Otra noche en Miami Welcome back into the Miller's Edge on this Thursday edition. Noah's got the, the, the Hispanic music going now. I think that was Bad Bunny, right? Is that Bad Bunny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Bad Bunny's first album. Me gusta esta canción. I like that song. Yes, yes. I've been practicing my Spanish. All right. I uh, I forgot to totally mention that we would be joined by Stephen M. Smith. Sorry, I got distracted and didn't see my phone. And we got Stephen M. Smith joining us today because it is Thursday. Couldn't forget about him. Stephen M. The M is for Miller. Stephen, I appreciate you coming and uh, hanging out with us. Again, it's me, my brother, Two Checks. And then we've got my dad on the phone lines. He's via remote from his hospital bed, unfortunately. But he's up and he's uh, he's on the line. So welcome into the Miller's Edge. Happy to be here, guys. We, we got SEC Championship Saturday. I mean, Kirby Smart, Nick Saban. Did we ever think for a second it was going to be different than this? <laughs> I, I, I didn't think so. You had you had a lot of people. Uh, I feel like at the preseason SEC conference, a lot of people weren't they choosing LSU? A lot that of one that the whole did. they were. Yeah, I mean, you had a lot of LSU talk. You had Texas A and M talking there. So yeah. yeah, yeah, Bama was like the afterthought, really. Because I mean, I understand because when they went into the year not having 
you know, four-time quarterback, something they have had uh, in the last numerous years. You know, they had a guy stepping in that people felt good about. But when you go into the season not knowing who your trigger man is going to be, I thought it was, uh, you know, people had a lot of skepticism. But with Jalen Miro, as you know, Steven has done an outstanding job of, of leading this football team. He had to go through some difficult times being benched uh, the South Florida game, but that's come back with a vengeance and getting better every week. And I think he poses a, a really big problem for the Georgia Bulldogs defense. This is a good defense. If you look at the stats, I know Christian Love stats, but if you look at the stats, Georgia's it. ranked at the top of the SEC in the country, all that good stuff. But if you watch the game tape, they can be had in many areas, and I think one of those main areas is a running quarterback, a guy that's diverse. I think Jalen Miro could give them a ton of problems. I agree yeah, with I, that. I, 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 I think he can just due to, you look at, Kirby's always had trouble throughout his coaching career, whether it's been a head coach at Georgia or a coordinator at Alabama with these dual-threat quarterbacks. It's always been kind of a problem uh, for, for Kirby. And you look at Jalen Milrow, if Tommy Reese puts together this game plan correctly where you turn Milrow loose, let him do a lot of that running that he likes to do, especially in the LSU game, you were able to do that. He rushed for four touchdowns. The biggest thing for Milrow, whatever you do in this game, be decisive with it. Know what you're going to do. Whether you're going to throw the football or you're going to run the football, the moment you break that huddle and that ball hits your hand on that snap, know what you're going to do with that football. Yeah, I agree, Stephen, because I've gone back and watched the, the Auburn-Georgia uh, game, and you, you watch it how, uh, how Auburn went about that game, right? I mean, Auburn was running the football effectively, but they also in quarterback, incorporated quarterback design runs, right? They, they used Peyton Thorne uh, running the football, but then back then they also were pretty much operating a, a dual quarterback system. Robbie Ashford, they would specifically put him in there just to run the zone read, right? And then he was you know, very effective with his legs. And so I've, I've been saying the same thing. You take all that into consideration, then uh, the fact that, look, Georgia's defense is uh, a mirror of Alabama's defense. Georgia also can struggle against dual-threat quarterbacks. I, I'm with you, Stephen. I think Jalen Milrow can have a, a, a huge day against Georgia if, if it's done correctly. Plus, uh, it looks like, and I don't know this, I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm just speculating. I, I have no inside knowledge. But um, Jason McClellan, he still hadn't really practiced um, you know, is looking kind of slim that he might, you know, actually play. And if he does, I'm sure he's probably not going to be very healthy. So you're taking out your starting running back. I, I know you still have got Roydell Williams. You've got Jam Miller, Justice Haynes. I, I know you've got plenty of backs, but that's even more reason without Jason McClellan to maybe, you know, throw in some more quarterback design runs, especially in a game where you look at this. I hate to say it like this, but, you know, even if you win this game, it's not necessarily a guarantee you're making the playoffs. Obviously, I feel that we if, you, if we win this game, we're in. But... You know, with knowing the committee, there's no guarantees. I say you you put it all out there. I say you, you throw everything at them. And so I think Jalen Miller also will have a big game. My question uh, to you, Stephen, is when, when you look at this matchup, you know, what what are your keys? I know you mentioned, you know, Jalen Milrow you know, using his running ability, but are there any other keys that you look at that Alabama might have an advantage over uh, Georgia? I, th- I, I, think the big, I think the biggest one is going to be the fact that you know, uh, Carson Beck, Georgia's quarterback, has not faced big-time pressure all year. I think he's only been sacked eight times this season, so he has not faced the defense quite like what he's going to see with Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell. The biggest thing, Alabama's defensive line, if Boyd beat Tim Keenan, Tim Smith, Jaheim Otis, they've got to win 
their one-on-one matchups, two command double teams, and three up Braswell and Turner to go after Carson Beck. If you can go after him, knock him off his spot, make him feel your presence, he will get erratic. He will make mistakes. He's not as mobile as some may claim that he is. So if you're this Alabama defensive line, if you're Freddie Roach, this is a big game for you to reset that offensive out of Georgia, make them play behind the down and distance, free up Dallas Turner, free up Chris Braswell to go at Carson Beck. Stephen M. Smith, in his own words, is our guest. Touchdown, Alabama Magazine, all that good stuff. You can catch him. Let me ask you this. Let's stay right there because I think it's one of the critical points of this game, right? They're going to talk about... Uh, they're going to talk about Brock. They're going to talk about, you know, McConkey, those two guys, the two-headed monster for this offense in Carson Beck of Georgia. They have shredded everybody that they have played. Um, what I see when watching the tape, I see a lot of guys allow them to free release down the field all the time, not jamming them, not disrupting the timing of the offense. They just free release down the field, and they're basically are easy throws. When you look at the game plan of this Alabama's defense with a very veteran-oriented secondary a second has played pretty good all year long. They don't have a really big-time number two receiver. So when you look at you know these two players from Georgia, who are the, the bread and butter, let's be real, they are the bread and butter, how does Alabama defend them? I, I look at it like this, Corey. You look at the, 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 most, the most important of the two is Brock Bowers. You know, he's your top five, top ten draft pick when you look at the 2024 NFL venue. So for him – you got to run some type of bracket coverage on him. You can't allow him to beat you. With Lat McConkey, as good as he is, I'm looking at Terry on Arnold, who has grown as a corner, who plays with physicality, but he's also grown to where he has trust. He trusts his technique completely. He breaks from the football. He creates turnovers. He's got five interceptions on the year. So I would look at Terry on Arnold on Lat McConkey, have him follow McConkey all over the field. And I would have like a bracketed coverage there on Brock Bowers and play zone across the board to size it, make Carson Beck read that zone with you having that bracketed coverage on Bowers and then having Terry on Arnold play McConkey. That's, that's, that's a great, great point there, Stephen. And, you know, going back real quick to uh, Milra, other thing I was going to say is Georgia – they like to play a lot of man match defense. It's very similar to Alabama. So you'll catch them in a lot of man coverage. That's another reason I forgot to, to say this. I just want to throw this back out there. I think Jalen Milrow could have a big day. To your point, you said he needs to be decisive. If he's decisive and, and he sees that they're in man coverage, everybody's turning their back. If he's got a window, he needs to take those and exploit that. And I think he will have a big day. But in, ter- in terms of uh, you know covering those guys and Brock Bowers, I, I'm with you going, going to some brackets. The, the thing is, I, I don't know if we know if, if Bowers is going to be 100% healthy. We'll have to see. Um, but I, I'm, I'm with both of you guys. I think you definitely need to be physical on them. And I, I expect us to, hopefully, because, again, we play a lot of man-match coverage. So that, that means guys can be pressed up there on them like that. They can get hands on them. They can help disrupt those routes. And, and to your point, Stephen, when you talked about Carson Beck, you know, I like my numbers. Well, he's only been sacked 10 times this whole season, right? Alabama, I think we've, we've given up like 39 sacks. I think they've only given up like 10 or so, right? So it is going to be a, a huge deal for that front seven, that pass rush to get going, because uh, I think that that's going to disrupt everything. Obviously, Georgia's going to want to start by running the football, getting their running game going. But when they do throw the ball, we can get Braswell, Justin Boygby, 
Uh, Dallas turned to those guys back in the in uh, Beck's face, disrupting the pocket. I think that's going to throw a lot of things off. And, and I'm really starting to feel really confident about this game. But with that being said, Stephen, how do you feel about our playoff chances, right? You know, say we go in and, and beat Georgia, whether it's a, you know, we beat them by three, we beat them by 10, whatever. So we win the game. Do you feel that Alabama should feel confident that they'll still make the playoffs, even if they if they beat Georgia, given that, you know, it's kind of a, a muddy situation with all these other teams that are making a push right now? It's a money situation, Christian, but, but I'll say this. You go out there and beat George. I think Alabama should feel confident due to nobody else would have this win on the resume. Oregon wouldn't have it. Washington wouldn't have it. Texas wouldn't have it. Florida State wouldn't have it. Michigan wouldn't have it. Nobody else would have a win where you just beat the number one team in the country who hasn't lost in three years, a two-time defending national champion, and then – you would have four wins on your resume against teams in the top 25 of the college football playoff rankings. Three of those four wins against teams you beat by double digits. Nobody else could say that. So you would literally have the committee backed into a corner that we, we, we can't just leave Alabama out because that would look very foolish on our part because they just beat a team that hasn't lost in three years. Would the committee maybe try to do that? I don't. They could. They've shown some precedent of it. But if the committee really knows football the way they claim they do, and you just watched Alabama take out the number one team that hasn't lost in three years, that's the best win that anybody's going to have on a resume. It would make no sense for Alabama to be left out. And I echo that. And that's why I said they do control their own destiny because you get that win. Georgia's being at number one, 29 wins in a row. You break the streak and you end their dynasty. You're 12-1 and one champions and you're the SEC. And it's all about demographics too, guys. I mean, let's think about that. They want an SEC team in this college football playoffs because if neither one of them goes, Georgia nor Alabama, nobody on this side is watching, they can care less, right? And, and you got to have Georgia and or Alabama in this thing. And and as Steven said, you know, the best win of all, you have four top 25 wins, and you beat Georgia in the street. There's no way in God's green earth that they could stop Alabama from being in this tournament. So yeah, it's a lot of chaos, Steven. I mean, you know, if you're looking at this thing, you know, Washington, I don't think Florida State's going to win. But a backup quarterback, I think they're going to lose. Even though they got bumped up, I think that was a feel-good story to bump them up. I, I think you can really expect them to lose. Uh, Washington and Oregon going to be one of those games that go either way. Uh, we definitely want Washington to lose. I think Alabama resume is stronger than Oregon. So I think Alabama, they got four quarters to true themselves and leave the resume on the desk of the committee, which is going to be pretty impressive. And tell them, you know what, here it is. That's all we can do. And I don't think, you know, people are worried about Texas. I don't even think it comes out of Texas, do you? I, I look at it, when it comes, when you look at Texas, even with Texas' resume, despite the win over Alabama, guys, it's not like Texas has looked impressive at all this season, too. They've had to escape games by the skin of their teeth. You go back to the game against Iowa State, that was a close matchup. Yes, you took care of Texas Tech, but then you go to the Big 12 championship game, you got to play against Oklahoma State. Mike Gundy has been known to trip teams up in uh, big critical moments. So we'll see what happens there in the Big 12 title game. But even if Texas were to win, their strength of schedule is not as strong because, I mean, they played Oklahoma, they played Alabama. 
but that's it. They've had to win games barely by the skin of their teeth, too. Yeah, that's a good point. And so we're, we're going to see this, this weekend will be very telling. Starting, I guess, Friday, uh, we had Josh Pate on yesterday. He's going to be at the Pac-12 Championship. That's on Friday. Uh, so we'll see that that turnout of the, the Washington-Oregon matchup. Then, obviously, Saturday, you've got uh, all the other games and clearly the SEC Championship game, which everybody's going to be tuning into. But I know it's our last time talking to you, but, you know, before the SEC Championship, a little early. But do you have a score prediction or anything for us, Stephen, before we let you go? I've been wrestling with this one. I've really been wrestling with this. But I, 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 I finally got it to where I want it. I've got it 38-28. I got Ooh. Bama by 10. I, got th- I, know the, I, know, I know Vegas has got Georgia by 6. But if I was a handicapper myself, which I'm not, I will go against Vegas, give me Bama by 10. Uh, mm. And I'm trying to win the money for everybody. <laughs> but uh, Bama by 10, 38-28. Oh, I like it. I'll, I like that. I like that a lot. I think it's going to be that type of game in the 30s. And uh, I do think Alabama's offense is going to be ready to rock and roll. And I think the one area that we've seen, we go back a couple of years ago, Alabama was uh, able to take advantage of the secondary of Georgia, especially those safeties. And I think, you know, Jalen's best throw is a deep ball. So I think Burton, who played at Georgia, will have an impressive game. I think Burton will be the MVP. And I'm going to take the score that you said, Stephen, 38-20. Mm, I like those. I'll, I'll shoot. I'll take those. I need some more time to get, kind of think and, and sit on this, but I, I'll roll with those. But, Stephen, we appreciate you joining us, man. And uh, are, are you going to be at the SEC Championship game? I'm sure you will be. I, I, will, I will be. I'll actually be, guys, uh, in Atlanta on tomorrow being Friday because uh got to sit in with Paul Feinbaum tomorrow. Oh, nice. There we go. Oh, got to represent. Big wigger. You big right. Big time Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown <laughs> No, Alabama no. You Bama guys Center. are big. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just riding through the Cadillac. <laughs> no, but you there, there with Paul Feinbaum. Do me a favor. Uh-oh. You know I'm in the hospital bedroom right now. Just grabbing by them big flappy ears and say, this is for me. Please. <laughs> I got you. I got you, man. Right, don't don't Thanks, get don't bro. get don't get uh, Stephen kicked off okay. set, man. Stephen done worked his way up <laughs> to Paul Feinbaum. So don't get him don't get him taken off there. Stephen, we appreciate you joining us, man. Look forward to seeing you soon, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk we'll talk really soon. I I appreciate you guys. Y'all enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Yes, yeah, sir. You too, you Stephen. Too. Safe Thanks, travels to Atlanta. Man. Good stuff, man. Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, the Bama Standard, and now. Frequent guest on the Paul Feinbaum show. Good for him, man. Stephen M. Smith, always appreciate him joining the show. We're going to take a quick timeout. Then I promise we're getting phone calls the rest of the way. Your phone calls, that is, 205-342-9904. Before we go to break, I want to remind you about our good friends over at Buffalo's Cafe. Went in there and had wing night. Missed my dad. That's one of his favorites. Uh, but always a great time there. They take great care of us and everybody else in the restaurant. They've got all-you-can-eat wings, $17.99 on Wednesdays. Lunch day specials, $9.99. That includes a beverage every single weekday i think they even uh, let kids eat free on sundays don't quote me on that but i think they do but they've got all types of deals you can always go watch any games football basketball games there they got a nice little bar if you want to enjoy a drink while you watch sports games so really great venue really good food and uh, great hospitality there at buffalo's cafe in midtown village home of the miller's edge uh, we're going to take a quick time out phone calls rest of the way again 205-342-9904 we'll be right back after a quick break This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. I'm stylish. Talk big t-shirt, Billy. 
And we're back right here on the Miller's Edge. This Thursday edition of the Miller's Edge. I said we're going to take phone calls the rest of the way, so that's exactly what we're going to do. But first, I've got to tell you about our friends over at Alumni Hall. If you're looking for any type of Alabama gear, it's fall weather, so you got to go get your jackets, you got to go get your hoodies, your beanies, all that good stuff. Head on over to Alumni Hall for the latest and greatest Alabama officially licensed gear. They've got the hat wall. They've got Peter Millar products, Yeti products, you name it. They've got bumper stickers. If you're an Alabama fan, you need to be in Alumni Hall. They've got everything for you. Again, it's the best shop for Alabama gear. So head on over to Alumni Hall in Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa or go to alumnihall.com where the ultimate Crimson Tide fans shop. With that being said, we're going to take phone calls the rest of the way. Let's start with Ellis. Ellis, you're up on the Miller's Edge. How are you doing this morning? Good fine. How y'all doing this morning? Doing good, Ellis. Doing, doing good. good. <clears throat> uh, sorry to hear about your dad in the hospital bed. That's not good. He's okay. He just tried some of that uh, butt deodorant he was making fun of a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh, uh, irritated uh, yeah. backside then. Yeah. So, yeah. I think he should be. He should be able to hear you. <laughs> I think he's still on there. He, uh, he might have took a timeout. He might have took a quick timeout. But, yeah, no, we'll definitely tell him you asked about him. But what's going on, Ellis? I'm just ready for that ball game heading out in the morning. That's right. You're going to have those new boots on, right? Yes, I am. New boots, uh, a nice-looking uh, Alabama button-up dress shirt. There you go. New pair of boots. Well, you got to make sure you go no. out. Go, you got to go outside in the concrete and kind of scuff up the bottoms of those boots. You don't want to be slipping around uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, though. No, I'll be doing that because there'll be plenty of concrete down there. <laughs> uh, there you go. There you go. What, yeah, I've got my hair cut and facial hair trimmed, so I'm ready to go. There you go. There you go. Uh, it sounds like you're going to be dressed to impress. But it, it, let, let me let me ask you this, Ellis. How, how do you think this game is going to go? What are your thoughts on it? you feeling pretty confident? I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling confident because they've never – Georgia has never – has not faced a defense like ours, and Georgia has never faced a quarterback like Jalen Miller, you know which is dual threat, which can throw a bomb down the field. And if he wants to, he can tuck it and run. That's right. Yeah, I mean, uh, and we talked about that with Stephen M. I mean, Georgia does struggle with the dual threat quarterback. Um, and Jalen Milrow is arguably the best or one of the best dual threat quarterbacks in the country. You know, you could look at the Auburn game, Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford were having a lot of success using their legs in that football game. So I think Jalen uh, Milrow will be a weapon in this football game. Then you throw into the fact that uh, Georgia likes to play a lot of man-match coverage. Guys' backs will be turned. If he's decisive and he's taken off, he should be able to pick up a lot of yardage with his legs, whether it's design runs or just scrambling. But um, with that being said, man, the only thing I will say is Georgia is one of the best teams, if not the best team on third down and getting off the field. Uh, so I think it's going to be big that we also are able to kind of run the ball or get some of the, that, that chunk yardage versus second down uh, to set up third and short. Because when you're facing a team that's really good uh, getting off the field, it makes it hard to keep those drives going. And the last thing you want to do is get behind the chains. Um, so I think that's going to be another key to this game. I, I still like our, our odds in this matchup. I'm feeling confident. We've been trending in the right uh, direction this whole season uh, after that. You know, really after the USF game, man, I mean, we've just continued to improve week in and week out, really all the way until just the last game, which was the Iron Bowl. You know, we kind of slipped up. I wouldn't necessarily say we, you know, took a step back, uh, but we definitely didn't play our best game. But again, you put into the, the equation, which Kirby even alluded to this. I mean, 
when you go play Auburn in Jordan Hare Stadium, I mean, Kirby and them struggled as well, right? I mean, it's it is what it is. So um, it's burning. <laughs> I don't know if I label it that, but it's some. There's something in the in Jordan Hare Stadium, and it, it, it just it's so happy. I know it. it's burning. It was, uh, is it or is it the toilet paper? It's something. And, and I say there's going to be two people that's going to have a, a breakout game. Who's that? And one of them going to be Jermaine Burton. I think he's going to have. Uh, and then the the freshman running back, uh, Justice Haynes. Yes, yes. I think he could I think step gonna, up. I think I think they're going to. I think they're going to use him some too. And I think when they use him, he's just going to come alive. That would be awesome. I think that'd be a, a a big big thing for him as well. You know, he is from the state of Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. So that would be really cool for him to have a breakout game in the SEC championship in his backyard in Georgia. Well, it's, before we let you before we let you go, I know it's early, but do you have a score prediction ready, or do you want to save it for tomorrow? Uh, forty two thirty two. Forty-two, thirty-two. A lot of people got us winning by ten. All right, I'll take it. I'll take this score, Ellis. We appreciate it, man. Make sure you travel safe. Uh, make sure you, you got to get a picture, man. I got, I got to see the outfit and the whole everything. You got the haircut and everything going. So make sure you get a good picture. Oh, I will. And, and post it so we can see it. Yeah, I will. There you I go. will. Roll tide. <laughs> Roll tide, Ellis. We appreciate you, man. Good stuff. That was Ellis. One of our favorites, man. I'm telling you, that, that yellow meat watermelon he brought us, I mean, that's how dedicated Ellis is. He, come, he comes to Buffalo's and hangs out with us, but he even brought us that yellow meat watermelon. Yummy. Never had it. Oh, yeah, man. Very yummy. As I've never had it. It's the weirdest thing because it looks like pineapple when you cut it up. But you, like It's like visually you think you're eating pineapples, but it's it's watermelon, but it's yellow. Anyway, man, Christian, shout out to Ellis. What are you doing here? <laughs> right. I'm making myself hungry is what I'm doing. Let's yeah, go to, yeah. uh, we've got Tony in Oklahoma. Tony, welcome into the Miller's Edge. How are you this morning? I'm doing great, man. My prayers for you, Dad. Hope he gets better soon. All right. Thank you, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, show's really good. The team that makes the least mistakes is going to win the ball game Saturday. I agree. And, and my my one question to you is: If Alabama beats Georgia and they don't put Alabama in the playoffs, what are you going to do with a one loss Georgia? That's a great question. Seeing that that. Tony, and I appreciate you calling. Is this your first time calling? No, second time. Second, I, I okay. like you guys. You guys are really good. I oh, really enjoy well, this. Well, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. Good to talk to you again. Well, Tony, I, here's the thing. that That's what I struggle with is because I look at how the committee, and I know last year's a different year, but I, I saw how they took a TCU team who people already were skeptical of. They lose in their conference championship game to Kansas State. They were at number three going into that game. You know where they were at after that loss? They stayed at three. And so what do you do with a Georgia team who's looking for a three-peat, right? They, yep. They've won 29 straight games. And say they do lose to Alabama, they're at number one. They're not number three like TCU was. They're at number one. Can you drop them all the way out of top four? Yeah, you, you definitely can. But I don't see them doing that. And But no. the, the thing is with Alabama, though, if Alabama beats the number one team, they, they clearly are a top four team. Now, would the, the committee respect that? I don't know. Uh, that that concerns me just given what they've done so far. I mean, even if you look at Florida State, I mean, it's just weird. Like, they go off the eye test with Oregon. They talk about, oh, well, look how the quarterbacks play. He's like almost throwing for like 70-something percent, like, which is the weirdest argument there. But then you look at Florida State, and it's like, oh, they're okay, well, they're 13-0, so you got to give them credit. But if you go off the eye test with them, they do not deserve to be in this this playoff, especially given the fact now, and I, I hate that we throw in the injury in this equation, but it's true. They, they're they without their best player now. 
And so it's almost like they pick and choose which criteria they're using for each team. And it's almost like once they put Alabama at eight and Texas at seven, it almost, I wouldn't say it's impossible for us to jump because it's not. You beat Georgia, you're definitely going to jump. But it's so hard for me to see us making a big enough jump to be in there given these other teams. So to answer your question, Tony, I think if Alabama wins, I think you see Alabama and Georgia in the playoffs. I don't know how they're going to they come up with that because they're going to have to leave some other people out. Uh, the, maybe Texas, maybe Oregon or Washington, whoever wins this game on Friday. But there's going to be a lot of controversy. That's all I know. And, it, and it, this just goes to show, I mean, the, the, the four-team playoff in a year like this, I mean, it, it's almost it's almost impossible to get it right. You're going to have a repeat of last year if you leave Alabama or Georgia out. You think it's going to be another TCU-type situation? Uh, they put Florida State in there? I agree. Absolutely. It, 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 Florida State will be massacred by Georgia. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not, it wouldn't even be a game. No, I don't think so either. Well, you know, I, my thing is this. You know, Ohio State did not play that great a game against Michigan, and they're still sitting at six. I mean, you would have at least thought that Alabama and Texas both would have moved up. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, and they haven't moved any. I mean, they're... It, you can say whatever you want to. There's something, there's something not just, there's something not right there. I mean, the way it, the way it looks. I'm talking about high test. I'm talking about everything else, because you've got two teams. I mean, Texas and Alabama both have played good football. I mean, I, I know Digger gets all up in the air about things from Texas, but, <laughs> but I mean, they both have played really, really good football. Okay, and he is, I mean, he is right there. Yeah, yeah, and he's and he's right about Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State just depends on what team shows up Saturday, about what they do. You know, yeah, that's uh, true. Because Mike Dundee is—he's got a bag of tricks. I mean, he's—he has got a big bag of tricks. He's a—he's—he's he's a pretty sharp guy. But you know, you never know what Oklahoma State's going to do. That's but that true. doesn't matter. The problem is—is is this: when you don't step a, a school up, or you know, when you don't step a school down like it did Ohio State, that's pretty much it. But uh, uh, I will say this much: I hope your dad really gets better quick. And because uh, I really love listening to him on here, and you guys have a great weekend, and uh, I'll keep listening, okay? Absolutely, Tony. We appreciate you Thank calling, you. and uh, yeah, it was the same to you. Have a great weekend, and hopefully, we're all celebrating this weekend when Alabama takes care of business <laughs> against Georgia. But Tony, we will, we'll talk soon. Thank you so much. We we got to get out of here. Yeah, it's been another fun one. Uh, like Tony said, we got to get my dad back on. I know he called in a little bit today. That's good. We're making making progress. Hopefully, we'll have him back on here. Uh, in the full capacity soon because obviously everybody, we, we miss him, miss his energy on here. The pastor of pain, we'll get him back soon. We're getting him nursed up now as we speak. So appreciate everybody's thoughts and prayers. Appreciate everybody listening into the show. Sorry if we didn't get to your calls. Again, we only have an hour to work with. We're doing the best we can. But um, again, we'll, we'll see you guys tomorrow, Friday, as we get your predictions. Make sure you call and give us your score predictions. Maybe you can win a hat or a shirt right here on the Miller's Edge. But again, we'll see you guys tomorrow. It's been the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9-1230 WTBC. We are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. We'll see you guys tomorrow. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily. Are you tired of